Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everybody, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is a freezing February 5th here in freaking cold Florida. Uh, I'm Jim Hedger from webmasterradio.fm, joined by Dave Davies from beanstalkseo.com. Dave, how the hell you doing, brother? Yeah, you're saying freezing, dude. I got like 43 degrees here. You got 43 <laughs> degrees there. You know what it was last night here in Florida? It actually, it, 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 here in South Florida. Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I mean, this is about as far south as you can go before you get to Key West. Here in South South Florida, it was 34 degrees. Really? Last night. And for our Canadian cousins, that's really cold. Man, that's, that's like, 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 like two degrees um, Celsius. It was... And it's funny because it's not me. All right, it's colder there than here. It, well, yeah, but you know what? On Saturday, it's going to be like 80 degrees or something so they tell yeah, me. Yeah, I have some words I won't say on the radio for you right now, buddy. And all then, right. <laughs> and then I get I get to, in, it's going to get all warm all next week, and then I get to enjoy it by flying to California, where it's not quite as warm as it is here, but it's back on the West Coast again, and man, I miss the Pacific Ocean. Well, we'll be, it'll be nice to have you back on the West Coast. I don't think I'll be seeing it. What are you headed there for? Well, what's everybody who, what's <laughs> anyone who's going to California in the... In the next few days, what are they going there for? They're going there for SMX West, opening on the 10th on Tuesday in uh, the beautiful but desolate Santa Clara, California at the uh, the Hyatt and the uh, uh, Santa Clara Convention Center. Now, SMX is a great show. Every one of the SMX shows I've been to, the Advanced Show, the Travel Show, SMX East, uh, Social Show, this will be my second SMX West. They've all been great, great shows. I'm really looking forward to this. Well, are there any, uh, and you know what, I, I know there's going to be, but of course you're right in the trenches there uh, over at Webmaster Radio, so maybe you can tell uh, tell our listeners some of the social events they can expect to uh, to be attending. Yeah, well, you know, there's a there's a bunch of great social events. First night, uh, I guess this is the, 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 the Tuesday night, there's going to be a network reception in the... Uh, Trade, I, I believe they're holding it in the trade show hall. Don't quote me on that just yet. Check the check the uh, searchmarketingexpo.com slash west website. But I'm pretty sure 5 p.m. there's a social event in the in the trade show floor. The next night is the big one, though. The next one is this is really important. Anyone listening who's going to be at SMX, you've got to be at this next social event I'm going to announce because on Tuesday night, Tuesday the 10th. Hey, that's opening night, come to think of it. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what? Live radio on the fly, friends. Tuesday night, I am SMX Charity Party. $40 gets you in the door, and it's at the old, it's at the soon-to-be former Yahoo campus at 2821 Mission College in uh, Santa Clara. Anyone who hasn't been to an I am Charity Party, these, they're great parties, excellent people who come out to them. Uh, I want to uh, actually, while I have the chance right now, give a shout out to um, Internet Marketer 
the internet marketer charity folks. That would be, uh, well, you know who you are, Todd, Lauren, John, etc. But most importantly, I want to give a shout out to We Build Pages, Best of the Web, and Clicks Marketing, the three major sponsors of this year's internet marketers charity party. Uh, I believe, well, so far, um, contributions have gone to Ronald McDonald House, Leukemia Lymphoma Society, Denver Children's Hospital. These are great causes. This is a great chance for us to give back. You know what? 40 bucks gets you in the door. Bar goes 8 till midnight. And again, you're going to meet, if you haven't you haven't met some of these people before, these are some of the kindest, nicest, most wonderful people in the search marketing business. And it's a great place to meet them for a good reason. The next night... Wednesday night on the 11th, two different events are happening. Um, Dave Satella, host of PPC Rockstars, is, and uh, Marty Weintraub are, ho- are co-hosting an event. Marty's from Aimclear. They're co-hosting an event. And following that is the legendary Webmaster Radio Search Bash. Now, this is going to be an interesting search bash because we're, we're looking at SMX being a, uh, a slightly smaller conference with a... You know, less than a thousand, we're estimating less than a thousand people are going to be there. there. There might be more, and I truly hope so. But we're estimating less than a thousand. So we're not going over the top this time. It's going to be a lot like the search bash we had at SMX East, where we went to Tonic East Nightclub and really had, had a great night just hanging out underneath the Empire State Building, uh, drinking all night. This one is going to be on the patio at the Hyatt, right beside the bar, and we have a special component. Remember what we did in Chicago with the Drunken Webmasters Roundtable? Yep. Well, this time, we're going to have a bunch of PPC masters sitting around. We're going to do the usual webmaster radio thing and beer bong them before they they go on the air. And then we're going to have the drunken PPC masters round table. (laughs) Oh, that's just going to get ugly. It's going to get fun. It is going to get huge fun. Now, to register for Search Bash... We're asking people to go to sb.wmr.fm. That's, uh, I'm going to throw that in the chat room, too. .wmr. Register for Search Bash. Get your name in there. It's going to be a fun night and a fun party. That's it for the social stuff that I know of. You got networking conference, the I Am Charity Party at Yahoo, at Yahoo's old place. Um... Clicks marketing slash aim clear reception and then search bash slash drunken PPC masters roundtable. SMX is going to be fun. Oh yeah, and did I mention they also have sessions? <laughs> right, those things. Yeah, you know what? Again, anyone who's been to an SMX session, you got to know these are like the best search marketers. High level information. The keynotes this year, we have Danny doing his usual state of the search marketing industry, which is a great keynote to listen to. It's Even if you've heard it before, it gets you caught up in where we are now. Vint Surf. Vint Surf. And anyone out there who doesn't know the name, shame on you. Vint Surf is the father of the Internet. He's the fellow who, with co-inventor Robert Kahn, came up with the TCP IP protocol. This is what makes the addressing system of the web work. This is what gives us jobs. He's keynote. He's also chief evangelist at Google now, chief internet evangelist at Google, the vice president there, and he's keynoting on the second day. Third day, John Battelle from Battelle Media, uh, one of the one of the one of the most innovative publishers in the history of search media. He's keynoting on the third day. Danny and the Third Door crew have gone out of their way to make a great lineup, and I can again next week is going to be an intellectual kick in the pants. 
I know you're going to have an awesome time. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure there'll be some interesting reporting options that uh, our listeners are just going to have to stay tuned for. I can only imagine you'll be getting some great interviews while you're there. Well, I do want to caution listeners that the next episode of Webcology will be coming to you live from Santa Clara on a morning when I plan to be hopelessly hungover. <laughs> like, seriously, you're going to be hanging out with Marty Weintraub and David Satella and, uh, and you know, and Jackson and Naylor and uh, Friesen and all those all those 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 layabouts and uh yeah i expect to get uh you know kind of hopeless <laughs> it'll be a fun 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 night dave we got to keep moving we have tim ash the lord of the landing page tim ash coming on soon but we got some news to get through and let's 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 plow through here let's do it um you have some news uh, for us on google well, I think the biggie, this is actually as much as on Google as it is on AOL, which means it's also news on Microsoft and Yahoo, because we don't know exactly what's going to happen. But what we do know is Google is pulling a shotgun, um, is pulling a shotgun clause on Time Warner. Google is forcing Time Warner to put AOL out in play, to put AOL out into the environment, make it its own public corporation. Here's what happened. There was an investor teleconference yesterday where Time Warner CEO Jeff uh, Jeff Books tried to well explain why Time Warner lost so much money on A and L on AOL. If anyone remembers, back in two thousand, AOL actually bought Time Warner, in what was then the largest business deal in like history. Months later, everything fell apart because that deal was all based on stocks, right? And months later, the dot com crash happened making the most expensive business deal in history practically worthless. So Time Warner ends up with AOL, never really knew what to do with it anyway. In December of 2005, uh, Google beat Microsoft to the switch and bought 5% of AOL for a billion dollars, which at that time valued AOL as a company around $20 billion. The deal was a three-year deal before Google had the right to either to sell or otherwise dispose of its shares, its 5% stake. And that happened in June 2008 when Google had the right to, to get rid of its shares. But instead of selling the shares, it held on to them. And in the Q4-08 financial statement, took a 75% write-down against the investment, which effectively revalues AOL at $5.4 billion. So... Three and a half years ago, we're looking at a $20 billion animal. Now we're looking at a $5.4 billion animal. You following me so far? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> this is where it gets weird. Part of the, uh, part of the deal between Google and, Time War- and AOL when Google purchased the 5% shares was that after three, three and a half years, Google would have an option to either hold on to those shares or force Time Warner to buy them back off them. Time Warner does not want to be spending a billion dollars for AOL. Again, Time Warner doesn't want to put another billion dollars into AOL. Hell, Time Warner has barely ran AOL for the last uh, last nine or last eight years. It's kind of embarrassing, really. Um, anybody remember what happened to DMOZ? Ask Time <laughs> Warner. Anyway, so Google is known for its Machiavellian style of, of management and negotiations. I mean, these guys are very smart. They consider all the angles, right? Uh... Google is forcing Time Warner to either give them a billion bucks or put AOL out there as its own private company. Because it's told Time Warner, make a free up AOL or we're out of here. And he owes a billion bucks. 
So, it looks like uh, AOL is going to be out in play soon. That means it's available for Microsoft, it's available for Yahoo, or it's available for Google. Now we're at the we're clearly at the at the WTF moment. Like, what's going to happen next? Why is Google doing this? Um, yeah. <laughs> this feels like the end of a soap opera, eh? Why is Google doing this? What's going to happen next? Who will end up with the dog from the corner of the Time Warner building named AOL? The answers to this and more coming up on What the Hell Circus! Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm finding our news is getting a little more like that every single week, actually. <laughs> it's the economy, man. It's stupid. <laughs> it's just stupid stuff happens. But you know what? This is kind of interesting because... We know that Yahoo wants the, the Yahoo. Yahoo was interested in purchasing AOL just a while ago to keep Microsoft off its back to bolster its strength, to bolster its distribution network, etc. Um, Yahoo has um, the, 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 what the hell's the ad network at? Yeah, oh my goodness! Don't you hate it when you have a name on the tip of your tongue and it just sort of fades out when you really need it? Right Media, that's right. Yeah, Yahoo has Right Media, second largest display advertising uh, company in, in business. Yahoo's actually, we don't know what Carol Bartz, the new CEO, wants to do, but in the Yang days, Yahoo was basing a lot of its revenues on the reemergence of the display market, which hasn't really happened. AOL is an amazing distribution network for display ads, much like Yahoo's uh, content network is as well. Um, Perhaps Google wants to remove that last little hope for Yahoo. Perhaps Google wants Microsoft to go after AOL just to, you know, keep it messy. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You never know. Time will tell. Time maybe. will tell. Or maybe we'll end up with another, like, Yahoo-Microsoft thing that just goes on and on and on. <laughs> Indeed. Well, you know what? Speaking of stuff that goes on and on, I know we have to we have to move along. I just, just got the message that we got to move on, too. So... You had something, Bill. What's Bill Gates? Mosquitoes? What's that? Bill Gates TED conference. Uh, TED is uh, Technology Entertainment Design. It's a, an invitation only conference. Um, anyways, Bill Gates uh, opened a jar, released some mosquitoes because he wasn't speaking on technology so much. He was speaking on uh, malaria. A big, you know, he, they're they're trying his foundations trying to put an end to to malaria. Good for them. Um, and basically came out saying, you know, only the poor. Uh, you shouldn't basically that that it shouldn't just be the poor that gets this wonderful experience and and opened a jar um, and out flew some mosquitoes uh, into this you know hodgepodge of of you know the the sort of rich and famous um, of the various industries. Um, anyways, it, it has be it, this is what is rumored to have uh, have happened. Um, I have found some confirmations on CNET, but what this sparked in me was a, a real annoyance. Um, <laughs> while I was researching this and, and looking into a, a, you know, did this actually happen? Did it not? First saw it on Web Pro News, but you know, looked around, found it in a bunch of other uh, media sources, quoted in newspapers uh, around uh, around the United States, and um, everybody there couldn't confirm anything. They're reporting it as news. Their only reference being Twitter. Hey, we found on Twitter this. Okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna gonna put a bone to pick here, and, and I, I'm sure we, you know we we can think of past examples fairly recently where um, basing a, a piece of information on something that isn't necessarily fact as as a reporting <laughs> mechanism. Uh, at, at Web Pro News, they fully came out and said this might have happened, it might not have. Um, you know, we're reading about it on Twitter. Here's some people who said it. Great, that's how it should be. But uh, I'm seeing a lot of reporters out there going, "This is news, and we know it because we found it on Twitter." 
just wanted to, to get out there that uh, Twitter isn't actually a, a, it's a great source of information for sure and, and to keep updated. But please, if you're a reporter, do not base fact on what happens to be said in Twitter without looking it up past that. No. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to wanted to rant on that. And another on another Microsoft note here, um, there is now this is on the register.co.uk. Um, but there are rumors uh, at this stage, and I'll call them rumors, although here they're reporting them as uh, fact, but I, I haven't experienced it myself. Um, we all remember Microsoft basically, quote-unquote, sort of bribery, uh, trying to you know, incent people to use Microsoft to find products, and they, they would pay you back a little bit. I know we covered this months ago. Yeah, the cashback uh, offer. Here on the show. Uh, anyways, there are rumors here that a lot of the people uh, that are owed money uh, have not received it. So... Uh, it appears that this might have been a bit of bad move on their part, certainly a bad publicity move, and I don't know that they need a class action against them. So I'm, I'm hoping that it is a true rumor and that there's something else at stake here, but um, anybody who, who wants to can look it up on uh, the register.co.uk and, and find out more information. If you're one of those people who didn't uh, receive a check, you probably want to look into that a little further. But, uh, but yeah, just, just more bad news out of, out, of, uh, out of old Microsoft here and, and build. Gates, of course, setting himself up with the with the mosquito story as Bill Gates releases more bucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Uh, so, so yeah, those are just a couple quick things that I uh, I wanted to touch on. But I know we, we've got Tim Ash, and I don't want to gobble up more time because uh, that's just a super exciting interview, and I've been looking forward to this one for, for a good few weeks here. So. Absolutely. Tim is a great guy to talk to, and... Uh, before we get to Tim, we got to take a break. We've been we've been going on for twenty minutes now. I'm getting the break signal from Brasco here. So this is Jim Hedger from WebmasterRadio.fm and Dave Davies from BeanstalkSEO.com. You're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is Tuesday, February the fifth. Stick around. We'll be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Looking for a new way to build backlinks and traffic back to your website? Then look no further than the quickest and easiest way to blast your article to over 30,000 subscribers at the click of a mouse. Introducing ArticleSender.com, the world's premier article distribution service. With ArticleSender.com, you can submit your prize-winning piece to thousands of promising publishers and article directories craving for fresh content. ArticleSender.com also provides premium services so that your article is SEO, SEO ready. Plus, we provide express editorial review for rush delivery of your submissions within 24 to 48 hours. Article distribution at its easiest. One form, one click, thousands of results. Get your free account today at articlesender.com. That's article S-E-N-D-E-R.com. Hey, have you got that number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on localpages.com. Localpages.com. Or what if I wanted a business number in Miami? Localpages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with localpages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. Localpages.com. List your business on localpages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. Local Pages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. 
SEOSeek.com is your one-stop site for everything SEO. From search engine marketing to pay-per-click management, SEOSeek.com delivers high-quality SEO services at affordable prices. SEOSeek.com can help you with SEO analysis, monthly reports, title and meta tag optimization, email support, and so much more. Want to keep your SEO in-house? Let our professional trainers teach SEO to your staff. Get a free quote and a free competitive analysis today at SEOSeek.com. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. Quick programming note. I've been informed that it is, in fact, Thursday and not Tuesday after all, but... You know how it is down here. The days roll into the nights, which roll into the days, and we're just trapped in this studio. There's no windows. We never get to see the sun. We never get to get out of here. Oh, man. <laughs> so, how much puts us to work. Yeah. They're awful down here, really. But you know what? Let's, let's, let's not talk about that. Let's not think about that. Let's get all zen and peaceful because we have one of the nicest guys in the industry, the lord of the landing page. We have Mr. Tim Ash, President and CEO of Site Tuners. Tim, welcome back to Webcology and brother. Hey, welcome to the network. Uh, thanks, Tim. Uh, glad to be a part of it. Now, regular Webmaster Radio listeners will have heard the commercials. Pretty soon, you're going to get to hear this man, this guy, Tim Ash, doing his own show, LPO, which stands for Landing Page Optimization, of course, because Tim... Aside from being president and CEO of Site Tuners, is the best-selling author of Landing Page Op- Optimization: The Definitive Guide to Testing and Tuning for Conversions. How's that? That must be weird having a book out there, you know, and having people mention it over and over and over again. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not complaining. No, the book's actually done very well. It's uh, been optioned in five languages, including uh, Chinese and German and Polish and. Uh, it's uh, gone to a second printing already, yeah, so I'm pretty excited. Are you a little bit worried about uh, your message getting lost in translation? Um, you know, it's kind of like you have to put your baby out there, and then what happens to it or how people interpret it, that's really up to them. That's part of the creative process, I guess. No doubt. Now, Tim, maybe you can you can take us through, for, for our listeners who may not have, have read it, or, or maybe you can take us through what is landing page optimization, you know, as much as you can cover you know, briefly about uh, about basically what it is, and then we'll go into some specific questions. Sure, sure. Uh, landing page optimization is the process of testing different content on different visitors to see what they actually prefer. So the idea is that by asking your customers or your audience what they like, you're actually going to improve your conversion rate and uh, increase their satisfaction and meet their expectations better at the same time. Now, something I and, and you've covered this for sure. Um, there's obviously we get a, a bit of a difference between um, you know if somebody was to hire say a, an expert at this or you know be a PPC expert or, or whatnot, um, but to hire an expert for landing page optimization um, or to actually find out your audience, your clients, how are they reacting? 
Um, obviously, it's easy enough to hire an expert. You just got to toss some cash at them. Um, but what are, what are some of the differences, and how would you get your audience to give you the kind of feedback that you want to? Would you look at statistics, or, or would you have, say, focus groups and things like that? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And I just want to say, you know, we offer... Uh, consulting services as well as full service landing page tests. So we do both. So I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I can address that from both perspectives. So a lot of times experts can really help. Uh, would, if your site has fundamental flaws, whether it's in usability or copywriting or use of images and screen real estate, that stuff's pretty obvious to people that do it all day long. Uh, and a good expert can come in and do a scrub of your site. You know, we have something as simple as a half-hour express review via GoToMeeting, uh, uh, you know, over the phone and on the computer, and uh, that can be very valuable. But at the same time, that has its limitations. Eventually, you get to the point of having judgment calls. Which headline's better? Well, I don't know. I like this one better, but is that the one that your audience prefers? So ultimately, beyond kind of opinions, you have to get to hard data. So you have to ask your audience. And by doing landing page testing, you're getting their feedback as to what they prefer, what content they want to see on, on your page. So um, that's much more powerful, and that's really where, where you want to get to if you have enough traffic. Now, something that, uh, and, and you covered this in your book, and, and really, I, I mean, I love the, the title of the section, um, and, and something that I think everybody listening has, has fallen to. Um, is you have a, a part of well, chapter seven in your book, um, lies, damn lies, and statistics. Now, when we're dealing, you know, with with our with our visitors, maybe if people can't get a, a large focus group, you know, it's it's a small you know, a small site or something like that. What are some of the problems that people will encounter then, looking to their statistics? If you can't afford a focus group to actually take you through that, what should you avoid looking at in your statistics, and, and maybe how should you be looking at them? to get a, a real idea of how your visitors are interacting and what are the lies that, that they'll encounter in their stats? Well, I guess uh, when you may be referring to the statistics on your site, meaning the web analytics and how people, mm -hmm. uh, what pages they visit, how they go through your site, and so on. What we're talking about is a little bit different, which is the statistics of testing. The idea is you're going to show different versions of your page randomly to different visitors. And once you've seen a large number of people go through your site, you'll be able to say definitively that you know one version is better than the others. So uh, you have to kind of trust the statistics as long as pretty much everything stays the same, as long as you uh, measure everything side by side, your original page and the new pages you're considering, because the world can change in the meantime. For instance, you don't want to run a test for a week on your original, then put up your new version the next week, because week two is a holiday, or week two, you had some big PR announcement about your company. So you have to do things in parallel so that the impacts of all that other external stuff kind of get uh, come out in the wash, and you're really seeing only the effect of the different user experience or the different landing page that they see. You know, Tim, I've had people come up to me and uh, you know, say the, the multivariate testing, A-B testing, all that is, is well and good, but they're small webmasters. They're... Actually, often they're not even webmasters. They're merchants who are running websites, and they can't afford to get someone working for them. They can't afford the expert, the expert help that they, they you know, legitimately need. How would they run an A-B test or a multivariate test um, inexpensively and, and easily? Well, there are kind of two assumptions. There's two questions embedded in there. One had to do with cost and the other with uh, running tests. 
um, one key thing is the data rate coming to your landing page. And what I mean by that is not the traffic or number of impressions, but number of conversions per day. So uh, that might be a sale. It might be as simple as a form fill or even just a click through to another important page on your site. But whatever that conversion action is, you need at least 10 conversions a day to even do the most basic A-B split testing or head-to-head testing in a reasonable time frame. And most of the tests we do run several weeks or even a couple of months at at times and uh, have pretty high data rates. So I'm I'm afraid the really little guys are just out of luck. They can't use statistics-based testing because they don't have enough traffic to do it. Uh, but as so far as the expense, do they do? Said, uh, our express reviews uh, start at four ninety nine, so you can get into consulting services and get a lot of value for just uh, uh, just a small chunk of change. So now, what questions would uh, be at you? Be it you know, if, if you're just a webmaster trying to look at your own landing pages, um, what que- you must start with sort of a core set of questions that everybody needs to ask themselves going in. Um, what are these basic questions that we should be asking ourselves when we're looking at our landing pages? Uh, well, there's some common flaws that we find uh, in a lot of landing pages, and I can give you some, but all of them really originate from a perspective that most people don't commonly think of, and that is your visitor. You know, we come at it from kind of a user-centered design uh, perspective. In other words, is your website meeting the needs of your visitors? Who are they? What's their intention when they're coming there? What expectations have you set you know, upstream of the website experience, like in your pay-per-click ad or in your banner ad, uh, that you have to kind of, what's your promise and are you keeping it? So if you have to look at things from the perspective of your users and their intentions and their mindset, and not so much from your own, okay, I want them to sign up or I want them to subscribe or I want them to buy, and really, really look at, are you meeting the needs of your visitors? And once you start doing that, you find out that, you, you know, if you look at your page, that they're cluttered with too many choices, that you have very strong graphics or animations competing for people's attention. Uh, you have forms that are too long and too detailed and ask for too much inappropriate information. And when you combine all of these little problems, you have one big problem. So really, um, the the best thing to do is to focus on the task that your visitor is trying to complete and to get out of their way and simplify things and unclutter things. Now, different uh, different campaigns are going to pr- produce different visitors. Uh, a global campaign will be will have ads showing in uh, California and in England and in Germany and in Australia and in Canada. All of you know, you can expect different behaviors from different different search users. There should webmasters make specific landing pages for specific regions or territories? Uh, The answer is yes, if it's worth the bother. And what I mean by that is segmentation, like you say, Jim, is a very powerful thing. Uh, People are going to have very different behavior depending what group or population they're coming from. And so if you can test by segmenting down to the traffic source, that's great. You have to have enough traffic within each traffic source to do the testing, and that's good. And so there's kind of a threshold or point of diminishing returns. For your big user groups, you should definitely segment them out and test them separately and see what content they prefer specifically. But at some point, you know, if uh, it's going to get to 
the point where your visit there aren't enough visitors from a particular traffic source for it to be worth the hassle of creating customized content or, or testing content. Now, the the idea of optimizing um, landing pages simple to understand. I mean, from from where I'm standing, simple to to see how that applies um, quite nicely and how the tracking applies quite nicely to a pay per click campaign. Um, I can see a, a lot of cases where some of the things that um, you know instinctively would would help with the landing page optimization itself may go against uh, some some of the you know I shouldn't say best practices, but some of the instinctual things that organic SEOs might be doing for organic SEOs, such as you know maybe restricting uh, the amount of content on the pages and, and things like that. Just you know really trying to focus your visitors. How do you get around that? How do you? What are you looking at when you're trying to balance these two things together and go? Okay, we need to get this optimized for, for you know conversions and for our visitors, um, but at the same time, you know we, we still need to, to rank this page. We still need some good content on there. How do you balance that off? Well, that, that, that's a great question, one that we're often asked. So as you can probably appreciate, an automated search engine spider has very different needs than a human being. Uh, one's looking for a certain amount of easily digestible thematic text with uh, the appropriate anchor link text and so on. And, and uh, the other is looking for a good conversion experience, something that's clear and to the point and concise. Probably doesn't require reading too much text. And so uh, if a significant percentage of your traffic comes from SEO, you have to accommodate both on the page. And if you actually go to our homepage, sitetuners.com, you'll see that above the fold, you know, in the visible area of the browser, you have a very simple choice to make, mostly in graphics. You know, do you want consulting, full-service tests, uh, testing software, or just free resources? And then if you scroll down past our client list, you'll see at the bottom of the page, push way down, is all of the SEO text. So it's still there. It's just not messing or interfering with the human experience at the top of the page. We're not cloaking. We're not hiding it. It's just if you want to scroll down there, there it is. So you, in many cases, you'll have to leave your SEO text on, but don't make that the prominent thing that human beings interact with. Now, what are some, and, and you, you cover many in, in your book, but... What are some of the most common problems that we hit? Is it or, or that you hit from your experience? Is it ugly sites? Is it um, you know too many choices? As you as you uh, covered just a couple minutes ago, what are some of the the most common issues that, that you found people have with their landing pages? Uh, well, I think you know I have covered some of them. Uh, unclear call to action is probably the most common. It's and uh, it's buried among too many choices and very strong visual elements or even animations or flash on the site. And so the basic question of what am I supposed to do on this page becomes very difficult. Um, and if you have too many choices, then you have a further question of, okay, what am I supposed to do first? You know, I may do one of the many choices on your page, but it's not the one you want me to do. And then having visual distractions is, is also very common. The graphic designers like to keep from getting bored, but they're not always working in support of the business's conversion goals. And so it's not about keeping them entertained. It's about are they supporting the mission of conversion? And if you can't say, yes, this graphic is the best way or this animation of conveying information that's much more compelling than the alternatives, you should just remove it. 
And I know that in many cases that'll leave boring, bland pages, but hey, guess what? If that makes your cash register ring, I would guess you'd be very happy. Well, Tim, that was a question on what, what are the common mistakes. I want to I ask a sort of off-the-wall question. What's the most bizarre mistake you've seen made? The most bizarre one? Yeah, crazy, silly, stupid, how the hell could they do that kind of mistake? Oh, well, we had a landing page where the call to action was left off the page. (laughs) (laughs) It was a landing page for a pay-per-click campaign, and they had all this nice lead-in text and uh, headlines, and everything was great, (laughs) except there was no button to click. No button, no phone number, no way to get a hold of No way to contact or move forward. It's amazing how people make dumb mistakes, and some of it could be because they didn't learn, some of it because they weren't thinking. I think many of it's because they weren't listening to webmasterradio.fm. Friends, that was a quick plug for webmasterradio.fm. And, Tim, I have to ask you to hang around for a few minutes. We have to pay some bills here. Um, I have to uh, cut to break. It's Thursday, February the 5th. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Webmaster Radio and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. Stay tuned. We're coming back with a little bit more from Tim Ash. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Hey, what's that sound coming from your computer? That's the sound of me making money with Referback.com. They've shown me how to... Referback.com show me how to turn clicks on my existing site into cash. Referback gives you free banners, mailers, even your own personal account manager. Oh, can they help me make money off my blog, too? Absolutely. Your websites, your blogs, they can all be making you money. You can even earn 50% commission on your first month. Put some into your website. Just visit Referback.com. Jeez, another year with no refund from the IRS. I got a nice chunk of change this year. I'm buying a new car and I'm going to Fiji. How in the world did you do that? I got in on TaxBrain.com's affiliate program. And it's easy to make big money during tax season just by bringing them other people paying their taxes. TaxBrain.com? How does that work? With TaxBrain.com's affiliate program, I command a huge payday with their nitro payouts. Because I get paid for leads as well as sales. That sounds easy. How do you do it? They give me all the tools it takes, like dedicated publisher support, analytics capabilities, custom tracking and creative services, and so much more that I need to make money the easy way. Wow. With 140 million households paying taxes every year, I bet there's no shortage of business all season long. Now you got the idea. Make money off the tax man. How do I find out more? Visit TaxBrain.com forward slash affiliates to find out more. TaxBrain.com, America's online tax service. Hey, have you got that number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, Amazon, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. The Shoe Money Show, ring on the bling. Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. We're on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. On WebmasterRadio.fm. Trying to crank in the cash. Commercial's off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. 
Hi, this is Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO and Jim Hedger from WebmasterRadio.fm, joined by uh, Tim. Tim, uh, well, of course, from Site Tuners. Uh, your book, Landing Page Optimization, from what I understand, basically, uh, people, the book's basically free. You're, you're working on the, the second version of it. Uh, what uh, can you tell right. about the second yeah. version? The, the second printing of it, uh, the folks at Google were kind enough to include a $25 AdWords uh, coupon. And uh, considering that it costs you less than that to buy it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble online, you basically get my book free. And believe me, it's, it's worth every penny you're paying for it. Absolutely. You know what? If those long lineups... Are you doing a book signing in, uh, in Santa Clara? I'm unfortunately not going to be there, but I'm going to be oh. going to several other shows, including SES in New York, where I will be having book signings, oh. yes. Okay, if anybody wants to find Tim Ash in New York, he's the guy at the end of that mile-long lineup. I've seen you do, I've seen you do book signings, Tim, and I swear, I, I've not, lineups are incredible to get to your table. It's phenomenal. Um, i got a quick question that Frank Watson, Aussie webmaster, has dropped into the chat room. Um uh-huh. Tim, is there a way about finding traffic from retweets on Twitter? Wow. Well, I can't say I'm an expert in uh, finding traffic. I mean, mostly what we concentrate on is what happens when the traffic hits your page. Uh, so, Frank, uh, I'm, I'm not sure what I'd have to contribute on that score. Well, I wonder I wonder if that would show up in your logs or if I, I wonder how that would show up. Because, you know, Twitter's becoming a, uh, and increasingly it's becoming a, a much stronger traffic driver. Yeah, no, one of the things that this is an important uh, comment on, on landing page optimization and testing in general is you really, really need to have steady traffic sources. I mean, the math behind it, and I hate to say the word statistics again because it's kind of a four-letter word for most marketers, but the statistics behind it assumes that you have a steady group of people coming to your website, the same population. So if I sample and get a, a small sample from that group, then in the future, people from the same group are going to behave the same. So if I find out what works for this sample, then presumably I found out what works best for everybody for all time. Unfortunately, when you have spiky traffic, let's say somebody Twitters something and it's hot and so a bunch of people stampede and herd over to your landing page and then they're gone, you can't tune for that. And the same is true for email lists where you have just uh, periodic drops to the list and then it goes away. So you really, it's best to test with your SEO, with your type-in traffic, with pay-per-click or banner ads, stuff that just keeps arriving and fresh meat is coming to your site every day. Now, one thing I think it, all of our listeners, be them webmasters, SEOs, designers, um, I think something that everybody has seen at least once, and I'm sure you've seen it way more than that, um, is, is sites that you just can't help but look at and know that they suck. Uh, like they're just—they're fundamentally ugly. How do you, how do you delicately uh, deal with that scenario? How do you tell somebody their their site just basically everything about it is is wrong? Uh, well, it, it, you know, I'll be actually on the show floor during SES New York doing your baby is ugly landing page mini critiques. So if you're asking how you do that <laughs> delicately, I wouldn't know because we pretty much cut to the chase. And again, this is part of what we do in our express reviews. Uh, and, and we just have a standardized set of things we look at on the page. And usually people commit the same kind of you know, fatal flaws and have the same problems uh, with regard to having cheesy sites, cluttered sites, uh, unclear call to actions, and uh, we just lay it out there. I mean, we're looking to improve things, and sometimes you need to have 
radical surgery to have a better outcome or else the patient's going to die. So uh, we find nothing wrong with just calling it like we see it. The point is to remember that the goal is to improve conversion and to improve the economics of that landing page. And that's what everybody should be focused on. So the question should be, do you want your ego to remain unbruised or do you want to make more money? (laughs) Take your pick. Fair enough. Um, I think of a fairly common problem that many of us would hit, um, and, and you were t- touching on earlier the importance, and, and I, of course, agree on having basically the same traffic. If you want to get an idea for what's going right, what's going wrong, and whether changes are effective, you need to know that you've got fundamentally the same core of traffic to look at the differences um, in before and after something's going on. How would you prep for a seasonal um, type. Like, let's say somebody came to you right now and their big thing is, I don't know, air conditioners or, or something that, you know, is, is more... Or Valentine's Day flowers. Season. How do you do that? That's a lot harder. I mean, basically those folks that are in seasonal industries, including travel or holiday-based stuff, uh, have a much harder time of it uh, because not only does people's behavior change in terms of the audience that you have coming to the site, if somebody is willing to buy Mother's Day flowers the day before, only cares about can you get it there tomorrow, not the price. The people that bought a month ahead probably care about price a lot more. So the behavior of the visitors changes, but on top of that, the response of your competitors changes. They're, for instance, maybe willing to pay a lot more for pay-per-click traffic. So the traffic mix you're going to get to your site is going to change, too. So you multiply all of those kind of uncertainties, and you, you have a very hard environment to tune and in addition, you may not have enough traffic before the, the spike or holiday event to test on, and then afterwards it's too late. So you can only, you, know, you have a very tight window, everything has to go off like clockwork, and it's still kind of sketchy proposition. And unfortunately, if you do manage to do the test you know, for your peak period, you can't generalize outside of that. In other words, you can't use it after the holiday is over, and you have to wait till the following year in order to, to uh, use that information again. This might. This is a very general question. We have to move right along. We're coming. We're we're butting up right on the edge of the show, and we have uh, a couple shows coming up directly after ours. So I'm going to ask just a terribly general question, Tim. In what sectors? Some uh, somebody is say they have a PPC consultancy that many of as many of our listeners do. What sectors are working right now? What sectors uh, should you be a little bit wary of taking clients in? Uh, again, you mean specifically for landing page testing? What? I'd say it's uh, the as long as the traffic sources are steady, that's the most important thing. It's hard to do stuff with, with seasonal or spiky traffic. Uh, other than that, uh, high volumes are also important. So lead generation, just by its nature, is more amenable in many cases to landing page testing because the action is a form fill or a download or a registration. It's not a purchase. It's a lot easier to do testing in high data rate environments w- with a lot of conversions going on. So we do a lot with lead generation and as well as e-commerce, but it's easier to get higher traffic with lead generation. So I'm I'm going to assume, and I can't help but repeat it, but I, I know I'm I'm already kind of telling people if you, if you care about the holiday season, like get being organic SEO, kind of start to think about it now. What what is from from your take on things? How far back is is standard for log files, and do they 
like in your experience, I generally tend to see one week to about a month max for, for log file retention. Um, are we now out? Like we, we'd be past where that would count, but do, do you find looking back at log files, like if somebody had come on, say, January 1st or something like that and said, I, you know, we have a seasonal thing, I, I want to make sure that next season we're ready to go, would you get a lot of use out of their log files um, from December, or um, does that sort of give you a skewed look on the way the way things will be? Because of course, well, we, later we, the we, economy we, will be uh, all of the web analytics and looking at log files is looking in the rearview mirror. Like you say, it might be less or more relevant depending how back how far back you look. But during testing, we're collecting new information. We're spe- specifically head to head collecting information about their original and the millions potentially of the new versions of their page that we're testing. So it's all happening in real time. We're not looking in the rearview mirror. We're just saying, at, at this point in time, are we beating your original? And if we did, we are, if it's better, then start using that new page and you know, putting more money in your bank account. And at the end of the day, at the end of the campaign, at the end of the test, that's what it's all about, eh, Tim? More exactly. money in the bank account. The bottom line is the bottom line. Well, Tim... We're at the end of our show. I gotta, I gotta say, man, it's 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 always fun talking to you. It's always great interviewing you. I uh, wish I. Hey, actually, we do record these things. We record them on demand in podcasts because you know, I you, you got so much information that you try to squeeze into an hour. Your my my head is swimming right now with a dozen other questions I want to ask you. I'd say we need to get you back onto our show, but you have your own show coming up on the network starting. Brasco, what's that? What's the exact date and time of uh, Tim's show? Well, it'll be every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, but uh, still working with Tim. I know Tim's been all what you were in London, and you've been all over the place, so it's just a matter of uh, making time to go ahead and uh, get some shows put get together. Get some shows in the can. We'll, 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 we'll get some of those in the can, and uh, yeah, stand by. It, uh, it's going to be fun. And once yeah. we do, we're going to promote the heck out of it. So listeners, you're going to know exactly when Tim's on, and I think the next time you hear Tim on the network, and don't quote me on this because he's a very popular guest for a lot of shows, but I think the next time you hear Tim's voice on the network, it's going to be on his show, LPO. Tim, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, always a pleasure, Jim. On the way out, guys. On the way out, Freds. We have a couple of announcements. Coming up after Web called you, we have Affiliate Marketing Insider with Linda Woods. We have a live version of Office Hours with Vanessa Fox. We have the Shoe Money Show coming up later on this afternoon with special guest, the lovely and delightful Shannon Poole. And it's kind of a special day around here. Um, 100th, 100th show of Rainmaker coming up this evening. So anyone who's listening, call into the studio. Congratulate Darren and Brandy. Brasco's going to be putting up the number in the chat room repeatedly today. But congratulate Darren and Brandy for 100 episodes. And I have one last shout-out I want to do before I go. We'd be really remiss not to. Adam Sussman from Best of the Web. Brother, happy birthday tomorrow. You're a... Uh, Wonderful guy, huge friend of the station. Got to get out that happy birthday. Dave, dude, I'm looking at my watch. We have a minute to kill. One (laughs) minute. That was a fun show. I really enjoy talking to Tim. I always do. I always do. It's always, uh, I'd love to have him. And unfortunately, he won't be there, but I would love to to be listening in if you manage to finagle him into the uh, into the drunken PPC chat. But, well, uh, that'll be hard, because uh, I'm afraid he won't be in Santa Clara either, I but know. if we do I something know. even remotely like that in New York City, I promise we are going to get that man sitting at the table, and I, I bet you he laughs a lot. I bet you he laughs his ass off. <laughs> I know I will. Indeed. 
Okay, we gotta take. We gotta actually. We gotta get out of here. We have the we have the news break coming up right after us. Then we have again affiliate marketing insider with Linda Woods, office hours with Vanessa Fox, shoe money with Jeremy Shoemaker, and the beautiful Shannon Poole. Hundredth thing of Rainmaker. Happy birthday, Adam. Big love to everybody out there. You've listened to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from WebmasterRadio.fm and Dave Davis from Beanstalk SEO. Take care, and we'll see you all in California. <laughs>